Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of your favorite podcast, The Wellness Wave. If it's not your favorite, it will be soon. Just you wait. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, there are so many good podcasts out there, you guys. I sometimes let myself get sucked into this limiting belief that it's oversaturated and that I'll never be able to set myself apart from the rest. But then I think about the fact that I am literally addicted to listening listening to podcasts and I'm always trying to find new wellness and self-help and productivity and personal development podcasts because they're just, I can't get enough of it. I can never seem to be satisfied. I'm always hungry for more. So if you yourself host a podcast, please send it my way. You can DM me on Instagram at Slock Sounds. I want to spill the tea because that's what I'm here to do and set the vibe for you guys right now. I am currently munching on a gluten-free bagel with cream cheese and cucumber in between thoughts because I'm hungry. I have not eaten enough today, even though that's a big New Year's resolution or intention of mine is to eat more consistently throughout the day and get more protein when I do eat. Overall, I'd say I've been doing pretty well with it though. I have the most exciting announcement that I think is going to just completely up-level everything that I am doing and have been working towards. I just enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, so I am on trajectory to become a health coach. Ah! So exciting! And I have just connected with so many amazing coaches already And people who have either graduated from the program or have currently or are about to graduate from the program, I've really been living up to my intention of just reaching out to other creators more, not feeling like I am drowning in imposter syndrome, recognizing that I am an authority figure, whether I feel that way because of my following or my audience size or not because at the end of the day even if you don't have a huge following that really doesn't say that much about your skills or your knowledge in your field I'm speaking as much to you guys here as I am to myself because I know a lot of people get down on themselves because they think because they don't have a huge audience that means they're not going to be successful and You know, I hate to say it, but the world is moving in that direction where the more followers you have, the easier it is for opportunities to just fall into your lap. But that doesn't mean that those opportunities aren't within your reach, you guys. So don't be afraid to take risks, to get out of your comfort zone, to reach out to people who you think might not respond to you. And if they don't, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? If they don't respond to you, then they don't respond to you. But What if you reach out to somebody who you really look up to and want to learn more from and they respond to you and are super interested in engaging with you? Giving yourself that little nudge, that little push 
to put in the extra effort to step outside of what you've been familiar with is the only way that you're going to expand and grow. And it, of course, can happen naturally. Whatever area you are choosing to focus on, whether it is fitness and health or career, relationships, your financial stability, you are going to develop at a much faster and more efficient rate if you feel empowered by challenging yourself. Maybe that looks like feeling really tough and strong when you show up to the gym even though you have absolutely no idea what XYZ machine does or how to work it. But if you can go in there and figure it out because like you guys, we have Google. You can figure out how to do anything on your own and you're going to feel so good when you respect yourself enough to commit and follow through with the things that you have told yourself you're going to do. And another beautiful aspect of this is you don't have to do it on your own. I know I just said that you'll feel empowered by doing it on your own, but there are so many people out there who are willing to help you. And that's what I was saying earlier about reaching out to other coaches and people in the wellness field. For me personally, I know that there are people who are willing to connect and to collaborate together and to build things and grow our networks together and the more that I do that and push myself to reach out the more confirmation and affirmation from the universe that I get that that is definitely the right move (laughs) so the more that you can do something the easier it's going to get and it's really the same thing with any sort of habit the more that you do it the less resistance you are going to feel to it because it's just going to be ingrained in your way of being, in your day-to-day life. Speaking of habits, I am really over the moon because I finally hopped on the Notion wave, you guys, and I don't know why I waited so long to do it. I think I was a little overwhelmed by seeing people's Notion tours and there's a lot that goes into the initial setup, but once you get the hang of what the different properties are and the different terminology that's used and you watch just a couple of Notion videos, it's really not as overwhelming and complicated as you would think. And it's actually a really fun creative project I've found. And it's so customizable. If you're like me, I have found myself jumping around different planners and different organization techniques because I just haven't been able to find what feels right for me. I'll feel scattered across several planners. Like I'll have a health planner here and a, you know, like mindset manifestation journal there. And then on my iPad, I've got my um, good notes planner, which I'm still going to use, I think. But I feel that my system now is streamlined in a way that makes a lot more sense for me and is going to help me just keep my life together. I'm so excited about it. I also love being able to see everything that I've accomplished in one place and everything that I intend to accomplish in one place because for me personally, I have a lot of different streams of income at the moment. I'm in the process of growing my business. I just joined this nutrition health coaching program with IIN. I work for a couple of different clients and marketing teams. I'm just, it's a lot. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to juggling multiple things right now. That's kind of the the time that we live in, isn't it? And of course, on top of that, we are working on managing our health, taking care of ourselves, resting when we need to. It can get a little overwhelming. I'll be real. I feel overwhelmed a lot. And I... No, I'm not alone. But that is why it is so important to find a tool that works for you, helps you stay organized, helps you to stay on track, and keeping up with your non-negotiables. 
Notion is not sponsoring me. I just genuinely love what they have to offer. Um, but if they did sponsor me, that would be cool. Winky face. If you're, if anyone from Notion is listening to this. <laughs> and last but not least, to close this spill the tea segment, I am drinking some good old classic H2O, baby. I normally like room temperature water, but for some reason lately, ever since I got this really cute little glass with like a wooden lid, I'm sure you've seen me drinking from it or using it on Instagram if you follow me there or even on TikTok. Um, If you don't, you should go follow me at Sock Sounds because I'm constantly posting cute little aesthetic videos with tons of wellness and mindset tips for your benefits. So back to talking about habits and self-respect because that is what today's episode is all about. We are right at the end of January, the first month of the year. It is really difficult to believe that we're already a 12th of the way through 2023. If you think about it that way, it makes you feel a little bit more energized to continue working on your goals and working towards your goals because we really only have so much time and you can do as many mindset exercises you can do as much timeline jumping you can do as much quantum focusing leaping exercises whatever you want to call it but we are in human bodies hate to break it to you and that means that we have 24 hours in our day and while My 24 hours may not look like your 24 hours, depending on what your responsibilities are. I guarantee that you have some amount of time in your day that you can set aside to focus on the goals that you are trying to achieve. And what that means and what that looks like is setting systems for yourself, building those systems into your daily routine and holding yourself accountable, staying consistent staying focused. That is my mantra for the year. I have a reminder on my phone. If you listened to last episode, the last episode, you already know that I am consistent. I am focused and I am inspired. Mantra for the year, baby. By embodying these qualities, we are respecting ourselves because when we follow through with the things that we say we're going to do and we are reliable, not just to other people, but to ourselves, that is the greatest form of self-respect. And the only way that you are going to gain respect from other people, whether it be your partner, other professionals in your field, your potential clients, your boss, et cetera, et cetera, people at the gym, people on Instagram, whatever. The only way that you are going to build respect and create respect is if you respect yourself and you respect yourself by staying consistent with what you say you are going to commit to. So why is it that so many of us lack the self-respect to be able to commit to our goals? We lack the self-respect to walk away from situations that are toxic. We are unable to stay dedicated and disciplined for whatever reason, but th- but there's got to be a root cause, right? I believe that's a big philosophy that I kind of r- rule my life by is always looking at what the root cause is. And in some cases, we don't need to analyze. But I think this is one of the cases where maybe we need to question why it is that we have such a hard time staying 
reliable to ourselves and committing to the boundaries that we set for ourselves. In the majority of cases, this lack of self-respect stems from limiting beliefs that we have collected and have imprinted themselves into our subconscious over our lifetimes, whether it be from how family members have talked to us or even talked to each other or about themselves, from what we see in the media, from what the news is always saying to us, from different sources or even teachers. I, I went to this beautiful art emotional release um, event at this beautiful place called the Heirloom Sisters, and it was in collaboration with my beautiful older sister, Dr. Allison Bolia, who is a pelvic floor physical therapist. But anyways, one of the women in this at this event said that when she was you know, in middle school, 12, 13, 14 years old, that a, t- a teacher, an art teacher, told her that she wasn't good at art. And so her whole life, she has believed that she was not an artist. And that event was so empowering for her because it reminded her that she is, in fact, an artist and that nobody gets to tell you whether or not you can do something. Only you get to tell yourself that. But when you hear this from enough people, you start to tell yourself these negative limiting things, right? Because we basically determine truth by acquiring evidence. And when enough evidence starts to stand against us, we let it bring us down and we let it stop us. Even though as we see time and time again, A lot of times the most successful people were the people who saw the most resistance and the most adversity. So you can do anything. But the first step is respecting yourself. It starts with you. So how do we do this? Well, first of all, we need to believe that change is possible. Beliefs are the lens that we see the world through. They're like a pair of glasses though and we can take them off and we can choose to put on a different pair of shades. But the difference between the cheap pair of gas station sunglasses and then the really nice Celine sunglasses is the resources that you have available to you. Fortunately, we don't need money in order to shift our perspective and shift our beliefs. We just need some tools that are going to help us get there. And I'm telling you, they are available to absolutely anybody who is ready to reach out and grab them and implement them into their lives. The subconscious mind wants to make sense of things and simplify things. So it's easier for us to absorb beliefs and determine that they are undeniable truths rather than question them. But truth shifts as evidence grows. People used to think that cutting skin and letting blood flow would get rid of disease. Babies used to be delivered by ungloved doctors who didn't wash their hands in between patients. People used to think the world was flat. Doctors used to say smoking cigarettes was good for you. Even more interesting, think about the Mandela effect, which is basically a false collective memory. So the thing that you think happened wasn't even true in the first place. Nobody even ever suggested that that was true. For example, in Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, everyone always quotes it as Luke, I am your father, but it's just I am your father. He never says Luke. Where did we get that? I don't know. So with that being said, it is a lot easier for us to accept things as they are, to fall into a victim mentality and say things like, that's just the way the world works. And then these habits, these thought patterns and beliefs not only become etched into your brain and your thinking pathways, but they also get imprinted into your whole nervous system. So think about the way that your body releases stress hormones in response to certain circumstances. That is going to become habitual. So how do we change our beliefs? 
I think the number one most important thing that you can do when it comes to creating sustainable, lasting change is to really pinpoint your why. Why do you want to change? Because if you don't find a deeply rooted reason, it's going to be nearly impossible to make that change last. And you need to get serious about it. If you're not serious about making a change, again, it's not going to happen. The more serious that you can get, the more that you can like literally take sticky notes and put them around your whole house and write down affirmations that confirm that you believe change is possible. Write things like literally go take a pack of sticky notes and fill it up with affirmations. You don't have to leave them there forever, but for now, First thing when you wake up, you look at your nightstand and it says, I am dedicated to myself. Then you walk into the bathroom and stamped on your bathroom mirror, I believe the future looks amazing for me. You go to the kitchen to make your breakfast and we're we're healthy here. So we're using fresh fruits and veg and eggs, whole foods. And on the fridge, it says, I take care of my body and my body takes care of me. Your why can literally be as simple as because I deserve to feel good. That's why, period. But you need to ingrain that into every area of your life. Set a reminder on your phone. Write it in your journal. Have the, you know, like I said, have the sticky notes up all over the place. Make it your phone lock screen. Start thinking that way all the time and really start to work with your internal dialogue and pay attention to when your thoughts start to go into this mentality of I can't do it, I'm such a victim, wah, wah, why me, uh, all of these bad things always happen to me. Because like, tough shit, sis, life is hard. And I have experienced a lot of suffering in my life because of that mentality of feeling like life shouldn't be hard for me because it doesn't seem on the, on the outside like it's hard for everybody else. But everyone is going through this together. They Some people are just a lot better at managing it and navigating through it than others. And you can be that that good and talented at riding the waves as well. It just takes practice. And again, it takes the toolbox. It takes putting on a different pair of sunglasses. But girl, we are gonna get you looking so freaking swag in your new pair of shades. Don't you worry. You also need to listen to and follow through with what your intuition is telling you. What your life looks like, how your reality manifests starts with you in every single way. It starts with how you are noticing the quote-unquote goes and the quote-unquote knows, the goes and knows from your intuition, paying attention to red flags, noticing not just the words people are saying, but how they're saying it. And that's true listening on a deeply intuitive level. And the same goes for listening to yourself. What are your instincts telling you about the way that you're behaving in your life? And when you do get a sign from your gut that something is off or right, or wrong, or a big fuck yes, then you are actually going to follow through with that. You have to. Because when we continuously ignore what our intuition is telling us, that's when things start to get really confusing and muddled. We start to miscalculate and the fear voice in your head is able to grab onto the reins because that connection between you and your gut instinct has been severed. Severed. There's an opportunity for fear and confusion and scarcity to slide in like a freaking snake although I love snakes so it's not really a good metaphor but you know snakes are evil in the bible or whatever so I guess some of you will get it (laughs) but no like literally I have a tattoo of a snake on my leg I love them so much they are a symbol of renewal and rebirth and I love it 
And they're also really sweet if you get to know them and get comfortable with them. They're also kind of dumb. So anyways, nice little side tangent about snakes. (laughs) Hopefully that doesn't trigger you. Um, But anyways, if you're at a place where you feel really disconnected from your intuition, there are some really powerful tools that you can use to get back into it. And the greatest tool that I have found, which might sound a little obvious, but it's meditation. One thing that you can do after, so I'd say like if you're completely new to meditation, start with just like three to five minutes every single day, but be consistent about it. Again, we are sticking to what what we tell ourselves we're going to do. That is self-respect and self-respect is self-love. There is no getting away from self-respect and still being able to love yourself fully. So we're meditating every day for just a couple minutes. And then once we've been doing this more consistently and we can really get into that meditative zone, and if you would like for me to elaborate more on my meditation practices and what I've learned, um, I can definitely do another episode on that because there is a lot of confusion and misinformation about what meditation really is and the purpose of it and how to do it right. Um, Fortunately, I think more people are getting properly educated. But anyways, so you get into this meditative state and honestly... You're going to need to be meditating for like 20 minutes for this to be really, really effective. But honestly, the better you get at it, the more you can do it in like three and like I can literally sit for 30 seconds and then do a gut check and I can find my answer. But anyways, so you're in this meditative state, which means that your brain waves have gone into a theta state. This is associated with the third eye helping us tap into our deep wisdom. This becomes super prevalent when we're doing automatic tasks like driving or washing the dishes or even just showering. It's when our brain goes into that kind of autopilot mode. So we're turning off the thinking brain and allowing the gut brain, the second brain in the gut, to take stage and, you know, be at full volume, full blast. So then after you've gotten into this state, you let yourself think about like just the word of whatever it is that you're trying to come to a decision on or that you're trying to get clarity on. And subconsciously, chances are that you will either see certain symbols or colors. You may hear certain things. It depends on where your psychic abilities lie. You may be more clairvoyant. You may see things. You may be more clairsentient. You may feel things. Um, But this is kind of like that gateway into understanding our psychic abilities, our intuitive abilities. But they are there for you. I promise you that everyone has intuition. Some people have just had more practice tapping into it. So if you feel like you have no idea how to connect to your intuition, don't worry. Just be patient. Do these exercises and you'll be amazed at how much you change in terms of that connection with that part of yourself. And OMG, this is something I've struggled with so much, but we need to set boundaries and stick to them. Our boundaries are the limitations that we set for ourselves around what we will or will not tolerate from either other people or from ourselves. You need to stop saying yes to everything. You need to stop spending so much time and energy managing the perceptions of others because at the end of the day, you are not responsible for how other people feel. You don't need to be so worried about offending people because the truth is it is so possible to communicate your feelings directly and honestly from a place of love and kindness and if people are offended by what you have to say to them and don't want to listen, don't want to understand, that's them projecting a problem onto you, not the other way around. You need to protect your energy. You need to 
again, like follow through with not just the things that you are saying you're not going to do or not going to let other people do to you, but how you are going to treat yourself. And this is where communication is so important, not just with other people, but with ourselves, like really listening to that internal dialogue and learning how to be a parent to ourselves and have a discussion with the inner child or the ego, the wounded part of ourselves that believes we can't do it or that we aren't strong enough or we don't have the courage. You need to set non-negotiables for yourself because setting these boundaries or or standards is what is going to create your habits and that is what is going to create your reality. If you don't respect yourself, how the hell are you supposed to expect other people to show you respect? So you need to have this non-negotiable for how you will treat yourself and how you will let yourself be treated by others. And this journey is not just about posting sticky notes with positive affirmations all around the apartment or the house or whatever. This is really important and really great. But if you're still letting yourself get abused by other people or you aren't respecting yourself enough to stick to the things that you say you're going to do or you're being unreliable, then none of those sticky notes matter. Like you can't baby yourself every single time you succumb to an unhealthy coping mechanism because you had a hard long day or every time your ass stays glued to the couch because you feel like don't working out. I'm not saying that we should be obscenely hard on ourselves or never give ourselves a break, never give ourselves rest days because that is so important. And that's all a part of like intuition and listening to your body and knowing when your body really needs rest, but then also being to recognize when we're just bullshitting ourselves and we're we're just making up excuses for why we don't feel like giving our or like giving ourselves that mental toughness and a discipline because it really it's so much about mental toughness and discipline. You need to not continuously disrespect yourself and not follow through with your non-negotiables because otherwise it is going to take a toll on your mind, body and spirit and eventually you're going to hit a place where you have no choice but to stick to your non-negotiables. And fortunately, in many cases, we have to go through a really heartbreaking, terrible situation in order to open our eyes up and realize, actually, I don't deserve to be treated this way by myself or my or by others. And it's time to freaking raise the bar. But by this point, we have all of these subconscious habits that make it really hard for us to trust ourselves. So again, this goes back to rebuilding that intuition sense. Because Once we have ignored our intuition so many times, that it's like a muscle. It's going to be really hard to to build it back up. And when we've been succumbing to the fear and letting ourselves be taken advantage of and manipulated, then that is going to be the muscle that we're relying on, that we're operating from. So not only are we not trusting ourselves, but we're not trusting others either. And we have a really hard time with discernment and recognizing the red flags because we've let them slip through the cracks so many times before. The good news is, though, that there's absolutely a way for you to take charge of your life before you hit that rock bottom. But it starts with defining what you want. Most people haven't done this, shockingly enough. On one hand, this surprises me because my whole life I've been somebody who's journaled and set goals and set intentions or whatever. But at the same time, I've gone through a lot of really hard periods and I'm still learning how to trust myself again after a lot of these traumas that I've experienced. And that makes it really confusing to know what I want. 
and like whether my decisions and ideas are actually my own decisions and ideas or whether they're being influenced and manipulated by other people in my life who may be loved ones and they may have my best intent my best um interest at heart but nobody knows you like you know yourself and that's why it's so important to really get to know yourself because if you don't know yourself it's going to be really hard to make decisions that send you in the right direction and I'm not just talking about how we eat and how we move and you know like our basic health needs but I'm talking about when we get into more complicated issues like our relationships and our jobs and our finances and like whether we should follow our passion and quit the nine to five or whether we should stick with something that is really not serving us um, and fulfilling our spirits and our souls but it's making us money you know like we've got to decide what will make us feel the most fulfilled and I totally believe it's possible for you to have everything that you want, but in order to get to a place where you have everything you want, you're probably going to have to make some sacrifices and some doors are going to have to close. Once again, we only have so many hours in the day and a lot of us, when we're exposed to all of these amazing, cool things and hobbies and interests on Instagram all the time, if you don't know what you want, then it can feel like so hard to wade through all of that because one day you'll see something and you're like, oh, I want to pursue that. But then you're like, oh, no, I want to have a professional candle making business. And then the next day you're like, oh, but becoming an underwater basket weaver sounds cool. (laughs) In all seriousness, it's time to take control of your life (laughs) well that's a complicated word actually control I take that back because in some ways you want to let go of control take control over the areas that you have control over I guess is the best way to say that so like what you're putting in your body what you are mentally consuming so like what kinds of tv shows you're watching what kind of music you're listening to the people that you're spending your time with those are the things that you have control over And then stay disciplined with those things. Learn how to be a parent to yourself. And in order to do this, again, you have to constantly be monitoring your inner dialogue. But over time, the more you can do this, it will ease your anxiety and fear. Not saying that you're never going to experience those emotions, but when they do creep up, you're going to be able to deal with it in a much more effective and efficient way. You'll be able to fight those voices that are creeping in, telling you it's either time to procrastinate, to not work out, or to order takeout, to get the french fries. And the more that you are able to resist those temptations, the more you're going to build up momentum because it feels good to feel good. And when you're making choices that you know are going to set you up for success, it becomes addictive because you realize it works. It becomes habitual and it stops feeling so hard to get out of bed at 6 a.m. in the morning. I I say that, but I'm still struggling with that myself. So it's a tomorrow Patrick and I my partner and I we're committing to doing sunrise walks we're going to start doing that every single day we wanted to this morning but then of course we woke up and it was like pouring rain so maybe maybe yesterday wasn't the day but tomorrow is the day (laughs) I'm literally going all against my own advice right now being like I'll start tomorrow but you know you win some you lose some and again like I know I've been giving some kind of tough love and this episode and saying it how it is but we still have to give ourselves grace that is so important because if you are beating yourself up all the time because you are not perfect because nobody is perfect 
then you're just going to leave yourself feeling drained and it's not going to be fun. Like you should have fun in this process of being becoming a more disciplined, self-respecting person. This accountability, this taking ownership and not blaming everything external is really important and it's also really fulfilling the more that you do it, like I said. And something that is so important to always keep in mind is that we cannot wait for motivation or for inspiration in order to get started because those feelings are fleeting and they're not going to stick around. When we are building a life that we love, those feelings in many cases are, they don't matter. They're relevant. When you look at these really successful individuals, they so frequently talk about how much work it was and how like, yeah, you got to put in a lot of effort and a lot of it isn't so much the work itself, but it's the mental game of it, right? It's the the willpower. It's the overcoming the feeling of not wanting to do something. Because like a lot of the time, I don't know if you guys experience this, but for me, getting started is by far the most challenging part. As long as, as, long as I turn my phone off and the phone isn't there to distract me, the getting started is what is really challenging. Once I get over that hurdle, I find that I really thrive and get into a flow and enjoy what I'm doing. And if you don't feel that way, then maybe you're not in the right place. You're not doing the right thing. So that's another place where going into the gut and asking the gut what the truth is, what your truth is, is so important. While I was preparing for this episode, I listened to some of my favorite creators, one of them being Heinz, and some of the inspiration from this last little segment here is from his video, How You Feel is Irrelevant. And He talks about how he'll meditate on the feeling of what you'll, meditating on the feeling of how you'll feel, meditating on the feeling of how you'll feel, (laughs) meditating on how you'll feel if you don't do the thing that you said you would. Chances are you're going to feel anxious and unproductive. You're going to feel lazy. You're going to be hard on yourself. And then on the other hand of that, sit on the feeling of, the the results of if you do what you said you would do chances are you're going to feel fulfilled and like you're growing and again like you're building that momentum which is what we want here and then he also makes a really beautiful point about getting rid of the mountain he says do just one little thing focus on the base of the mountain don't even look at the mountain don't even see it as a mountain it's just like a little freaking anthill do that at 110 percent And then celebrate the win. Use that excitement and that energy of the accomplishment to power you up and get you invigorated for the next step of the process. But then, of course, take rest if you need to. R-E-S-P-C-T, baby. Respect yourself because you deserve it. You are worthy. You deserve everything that the universe has in store for you. And you need to cultivate this belief and this mindset that everything you want, it's already on its way to you. You need to feel that deep in your bones because that is how you're going to be a magnet to, to your success. And you'll be able to take aligned action. You'll be able to stay disciplined, stay focused, stay on track. What your life looks like is so up to you and it starts with the small little things that we do in our days because those build up over time and that's how you're going to make a difference. You can't just expect something to fall on your lap. I'm sorry to say it. 
For most people, that's not how life works. I mean, it also probably depends on your human design. To be fair, I'm a generator. Also, I finally found out my birth time after literally months of begging my parents to find the birth certificate. And then it turned out to be in a book that my grandfather wrote about our family history, which is really cool. But yeah, I had it all along. Anyways, I found out more about my human design. Human design, human design, human design. Y'all know that I spent all weekend just diving into all of the things that I didn't know about myself. Um, and my my parents had always guessed an approximate time. They always thought it was close that time, but I just never knew for sure. So it felt really good being able to confirm that. But anyways, I'm a generator, which I already knew. I am a 6'2 exemplary human. That's my profile. I have an emotional solar plexus authority. So that means I make decisions in my gut. So if this is your authority in human design, it's even more important that you listen to your intuition that way. Uh, Yeah, so we'll get more into human design at some point in the future. I just honestly don't know enough about it still to feel like I can do a podcast episode on it, but I do love it. It's so fascinating to me. If you want to learn your own chart, go to myhumandesign.com. She also has a podcast and it's freaking awesome. I love it so much. So go check out her podcast as well. But anyways, I have a beautiful dinner waiting for me here that I have been making in between my thoughts with a lemon garlic marinated chicken, smoked paprika, potatoes, and a green goddess broccoli side. And it is looks so good. I already had a couple bites and it's pretty divine. So I'm gonna go dig into that. Really take some deep breaths before I eat, set some intentions, send love over my food, all of that good jazz. That's what we are all about in 2023, as well as staying consistent, respecting ourselves, loving ourselves, knowing our worth. Anyways, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode and got as much out of it as I got from creating it because I am also in the process of learning and also in the process of learning to respect myself and stay consistent. So I'm here for you guys. If you have any questions, any concerns, you want to share your story with me, I would love to hear from you. I think that I've got some pretty exciting things coming up on the way to expand our community, which is exciting. So, yeah, with that, I'm going to leave you and I will talk to you in the next episode. Cutie pies. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the Wellness Wave podcast. If you would like to support me and my show, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave Pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.